21 degrees. Good morning. I'm Tom Robinson with KSOM, KS95 News. 46 the high today, 24 the low. Thursday, 53, low 37, and Friday, 60, low 38. Wildlife experts in Southwest Iowa are watching Omaha deal with a unique rabies case and a stray kitten. Vince Evelthizer with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. Questions? Was this a one-and-done case, or is it actually the beginning of something that gets spread around that area? He says a rabies strain has not been found in Iowa yet, but experts are watching out for it after it was found in Omaha. And the Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship and the United States Department of Agriculture, Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service have confirmed a positive case of highly pathogenic avian influenza in Buena Vista County. The affected site is a commercial turkey flock. HPAI is a highly contagious viral disease affecting bird populations, and it can travel in wild birds without those birds appearing sick, but is often fatal to domestic bird populations, including chickens and turkeys. The virus can spread through the droppings or the nasal discharge of an infected bird, both of which can contaminate dust and soil. According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the recent HPAI detections in birds do not present a public health concern. Cass County Engineer Trent Walken updated the Board of Supervisors on current bridge and culvert projects. Walken said they did pour for a deck of bridge at 380 near Need on Friday and they have three more pours to go. Four beams were set on Bridge 319 west of Atlantic. Four beams are going to be set again on Tuesday and four more today. Wilkins said there is still a lot of work to do to get that bridge decked. Supervisor Steve Green asked if there's a possibility that this bridge might not get poured with the colder temperatures. At what point in the winter can you no longer do concrete effectively? We can't pour a deck unless we have a big window. I mean, if we have a week in the 50s, yeah, but if we don't, about anything else on a bridge, you can um, you can insulate it, you can heat the concrete, you can have insulated forms, but a deck you can't. Wilkins said their plan is to take a lot of the other bridge crews and now concentrate on that bridge on G30 west of Atlantic to get it to done. The Iowa Mobile ID application is now available. It was officially launched to the public on Monday after its sole launch in the summer. The app is now approved in 17 places in Iowa, such as the Des Moines and Cedar Rapids airports, about a dozen central Iowa vapor shops, and a couple of Dodge family farm spots. Des Moines International Airport's Executive Director Kevin Foley advises to still bring a physical ID when applying. Businesses wanting to accept mobile IDs will need to talk with the Iowa DOT. Well, the Pottawatomie County Board of Supervisors and Pottawatomie County Sheriff's Office held another lengthy conversation Tuesday regarding the hiring of an initial school resource officer position. Mandy Billings reports. Last week, the board asked Sheriff Andy Brown to bring back more information regarding a 28E agreement and how the position would be levied. In August, Corporal Kurt Ferguson with the Pottawatomie County Sheriff's Office started his duties as a shared school resource officer for the Trainer, Underwood, Tricenter, Riverside, and AHSDW school districts. Corporal Ferguson's position is paid for through the Sheriff's Office budget, which is taxed out of the general fund. Supervisor Tim Wickman provided information Tuesday on why he feels it is important that the school districts levy for that position. As you see, if you tax everybody in the county, we're taxing people that live in the Missouri Valley School District, the Griswold School District, 
Also, we're, we would be taxing people in Council Bluffs, Carter Lake, Crescent, and the Lewis Central District for an officer for those schools. The only fair way, in my opinion, to uh, pay for this position is the school's levy for it. And I mean both positions, not just one, both. I mean, you know, maybe that can be negotiated with the schools. Um, I haven't spoke to them. I don't think anybody has except for maybe maybe the sheriff. But And then, as you can see, Tri-Center School District extends into Harrison County. We have no ability to levy those people who are in that district for a school resource office. Then if you look at AHSTW, they expand into Harrison County and Shelby County. We have no ability to tax in Harrison or Shelby County or even the city of Shelby. So as I mentioned at the last meeting, if we have an opportunity, even though as complex as our tax system is for counties, if we have an opportunity to make this equitable and fair, we should do everything we can to try to get that done. Chief Deputy Jeffrey Tulin explained that the funding for the proposed new school resource officer position would not be coming from tax levy money. The funding from this is coming from the Department of Public Safety through a grant from Governor Reynolds. So the schools were able to take 20000 from this grant system. They encourage multi-school districts in rural areas to do school resource officers. And each school district is getting a $20,000 check from DPS. And that money is just being transferred over to Becky Lenahan's line item. So there's no levy money from the schools involved in this program. Chief Deputy Tulin said if the grant doesn't continue every year, that would be when they would have to come back to have another discussion on whether or not the position would continue. Supervisors Chairman Brian Shea said he is in favor of the school resource officer position. I think this is a good deal. I think we need it. I think our world's crazy anymore. I'm scared of people uh, in large situations. What What's more vulnerable than our children in the schools? We need some supervision. And I am for this. The sheriff's office has a current employee of the department that they would like to assign as the new SRO, but to do that, the sheriff's office needed authority to hire a new deputy to fill an opening. The supervisors approved a motion to hire a new deputy and agreed to get together to begin drafting a 28E agreement with the rural school districts. I'm Andy Bellings reporting. The Atlantic Area Chamber's annual Scrooge contest is underway during the month of November. The contest was created by Eleanor Hoover in 2002. Jackie Sampson and Karen Miller took over the range in 2019 following Eleanor Hoover's passing. Over the past 21 years, the contest has generated substantial monetary and canned good donations for the Atlantic Food Pantry. Atlantic Area Chamber Executive Director Bailey Smith. Every year I ask myself how the community can one-up themselves, and every year I'm always impressed that they manage to do just that. Last year, our contestants had a record-breaking year, raising over $29,000 and 813 food items, and all of this benefits a growing number of individuals and families in our community. The contest will run from November 1st to November 21st at noon. The contestant with the most points will be named Scrooge, and all proceeds will benefit the Atlantic Food Pantry. 
Winner of the Scrooge Contest serves as a grand marshal in the lighted parade on December 2nd at 6 p.m. in downtown Atlantic. Cash donations are worth five points on the dollar, and one non-perishable item earns the contestants one point. The Atlantic Food Pantry is asking for a specific list of food items with a focus on monetary donations to help purchase other food items that are needed, including meat and refrigerated items. Our food pantry continues to see an increase of individuals and families in need of food assistance. We have such a great group of candidates this year, and I'm very grateful to Jackie and Karen for volunteering a lot of their time to make this contest happen. I have no doubt this will be another successful year for the pantry in our community. And the 2023 candidates include Cheryl Dusenberry, Atlantic Golf and Country Club, Ed Hamilton, Ed's Lawn Equipment, Dean Junker, Atlantic Pizza Ranch, and Chet Manili, Family Dental Center. You can donate by delivering food or funds to their drop-off locations. I'm Tom Robinson. ABC News is next.